2: hey mike lynch here hey and i'm patrick harris you probably like baseball which is why you're listening to this this is the uh, hot corner podcast well
1: i kind of like baseball i guess i'll tune in
2: baseball is pretty neat so thanks for listening this is brought to you by your local leshwab tire center doing the right thing since 1952
0: Woo, baseball the baseball season is way too long the game is way too slow it's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, cracker jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swinging a
1: long drive, deep
0: to right, covering all things baseball. Going, going! The big leagues!
1: Going, going!
0: And the MLB to Portland!
1: Goodbye! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of
0: his bats. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang, zoom, go the fireworks. The Fan. Know,
1: but this Welcome into the Hot Corner for must-be-a-Wednesday. It's always a Wednesday around here. Baseball on the two. Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, P. Harris with you. It's a baseball show. It is a baseball show. Uh, is we, this uh, baseball year weird to you so far? I find it very weird. I find it very weird. And some of it is also um, my approach to the baseball season this year in the sense that I am uh, just kind of living the national game life. Yeah. Um, But I honestly feel like it's a little weird to me probably because there is so much national game coverage. There's a lot. Now it's on Peacock. Now it's on ESPN Plus. Now it's on Apple TV. There was a random TBS game on There was yesterday. a random... I watched that game last night. Um, yeah, maybe it's that. Um, also, a shortened spring training means, like, kind of stuff that seems normal isn't quite happening yet, although I do think we're coming out of that. Um, is Justin Verlander the best pitcher in baseball? Again? Again? um yeah the reason I find it weird I keep trashing
2: Garrett Cole although his stats look pretty good yeah you know I, I mean I don't know it's weird Cole, Cole is not pitching to a 300 million dollar contract but he's still really good I think he's, he's got just, like a 277 seven ERA yeah I think it's a little higher after his last start but um he he struck out 10 in eight innings of work and had one atrocious inning where he gave up four runs so that's kind of how his season has been. He's been good, and then not so good. Yeah, and then I think there's a bunch of teams that we expected to be good that aren't good. Looking at you, Mariners, Braves.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's just
2: strange. It's uh, I'm I'm I I'm, I'm the thinking, Mets are good, and we don't know why. Right, I'm thinking it's strange, and maybe this is just the the radio guy in me, but I think it's strange how little like random topics are coming up usually when we do the show it's like oh like from week to week yeah there's like like some form of storyline something's going on and i mean i i guess we have that this week because well uh, we definitely have it this week because we've got the donaldson tim anderson thing but i feel like the last couple of weeks we've been like what's going on like in baseball right now and it's like i don't know let's just talk about the game but like there's no obvious weekly topic so it feels like it's for whatever reason, it's been a little bit more of like a wide-ranging season as opposed to hot-button issues or something like Would that.
1: Would you say it's a little more like just kind of old-school, like the game's just chugging along? I guess so. Because I, I, feel, I feel like the NFL can be like that. I mean, the NBA is definitely like that. But I feel like at times the NFL can be like that, but it gets so much coverage, and people love that league so much that you can find a storyline in anything. Right? Like, yeah, the Chiefs won by 24, but... They should have won by 35. What's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? You know, <laughs> the season hasn't started is like, is Russell Wilson done? You know, like the NFL has like created that culture
2: to where I don't know, man. Maybe- I also think the once a week thing with the NFL helps with that. Sure. So even you got
1: to come. Everything's compacted into one. So it takes a week to, well, or not- it takes half a week to open it up. And then you're looking to the next week. Well, every half.
2: week you have a story from your team because you just watched them play last week. Sure. So whatever happened in that game, that's your storyline. Whereas in baseball, you, you sort of have that because you've got games throughout the entire week. But it's it's just a different mindset when you go in talking about it. Yeah, you're like a middle-of-the-road team, like uh, like the Saints without Drew Brees.
1: You're a middle-of-the-road team. Nothing fancy going on. But if you're a Saints fan, you probably got like 30 things to talk
2: about. Oh, 100%. Yeah. This receiver did this, and this guy's hurt, and... Oh, this rookie's starting to play better, and oh, they, the the third down defense was bad last game. How right. are they addressing
1: that? To where, if you're a middle of the road baseball team like a Cleveland Guardians fan, you're kind of like, yeah, Jose Ramirez is good, the rest of the team sucks, and Bieber looks like he's turning around. Yeah, all right,
2: I'll see you in a month. Yep, <laughs> you're just kind of like, well, okay, here we go. I mean, they're now if you're like uber following a specific team there are of course storylines oh definitely but for us on this show like if this was a specific team show mm-hmm. easy right you oh yeah you
1: break it down the whole two hours break everything you down three down
2: hours super deep it'd be fine but doing like the wide-ranging show that's where i'm feeling it this year of there's just not as much maybe drama is the right word maybe they got all the drama out of the way in <laughs> in the lockout and now that the season started it's like ah just play most of the drama out of the way. Yeah, and I don't think we've really seen
1: anything early that makes you really, I mean to that point makes you scratch your head. Bad teams are bad. Good teams are good. I mean, the exception is honestly maybe the Seattle Mariners, but That is out, definitely an exception. But outside of that, Yankees are good. Saw that coming. Dodgers are good. Saw that coming. Mets are good. And eh, not too crazy out of the realm. Braves aren't playing well. That's eh, me.
2: Yeah. Brewers are good. Saw that coming. Yeah. Nationals suck. I saw that coming. Yeah, maybe that's just that's just there's a couple there's a couple of surprises, but generally it's maybe just as expected. It you know? feels like week four of Pac-12 football.
1: <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. you played one conference game, maybe maybe one of the big teams played like uh, like Texas Tech. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, Cal went on the road to Texas Tech and snuck a win out, and you're kind of like, okay, well, nobody really cares. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, boy, you dub real put it really put a pounding on, you know, USD You know and you're like, okay, nobody cares except I didn't know USD had a football team, you know, it kind of feels like that. It does have that. Like, vibe. oh, well, but in like weeks, now that, we, now that we've but in said week this, six Oregon goes on the road to SC and you're kind of like, oh, okay, there we go we're waiting for two more weeks to yeah, get to the hot topic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now that we've said this, I, I bet you it's going to be, uh, like story on story on story next week. Oh yeah, the
1: floodgates will yeah, open. Yeah, it's going to just well, be like we're, we're Here's June. all the
2: stories. We're in June next week. We are. So there you go. Maybe, maybe maybe the season can begin. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. I don't know. I did it's, watch. It's been I've been watching a lot more baseball, but it's it's just been a different vibe. I think I'm just enjoying it now that it's back from the lockout. I was so angry at the sport and I was so frustrated that my usual yearly ramp up to watching a couple spring games and getting ingrained that it's fantasy baseball stuff. It was just stripped away. And now I'm just like, oh, it's back. Okay, I'm watching. But I, I just, the vibe's different. Well, for different reasons,
1: COVID was the same year. When it came back, we didn't care about anything. Yeah. It was like, oh, this guy hates this guy. You're like, I don't care. Baseball's on. Yeah, it's just on. Who cares? <laughs> it's, just on, who cares? it's just on. Who cares? And maybe that's just, I mean, may, maybe we're just really seeing, I, I don't know if baseball's going to embrace it. They definitely won't admit it. But maybe we're just really seeing this game becoming regionalized. More so than it's ever been. That it's just on, and if you like it, you like it. Interesting. And if you don't, you don't. I don't really know how to answer that. Well, I, It's always been regionalized. It, it, I know, but I think it might be coming more at the forefront. Because I think years ago, I would have argued with somebody, you don't like baseball? Well, what's there not to like? This reason, this reason. Someone's like, I don't like baseball. I'm like, yeah, cool, dude. <laughs> I just let it go. I'm just like, all right, man. Uh, is it going to rain tomorrow? <laughs> just moving on. Oh, Maybe it's that. Could be. Could be. Also, maybe because my team sucks, and, boy, nothing sucks more than my fantasy teams. I'll tell you
2: that. So, You said you were taking a different approach in baseball this year. It's the wrong approach. You're taking a different approach in fantasy. I've checked in both leagues. You're not making any moves. I know because I don't know what to do. You're not changing anything because I don't know what to do. Well, you got to do something
1: because you're in dead last. What am I supposed to do? Okay, I'm going to fly to Colorado and tell Chris Bryant to figure his s out because I'm tired of it. Chris Bryant's not going to save your ass. <laughs> he, played, he played two games and I was like, yeah, baby, he's back. And he went on the DL. Game.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're you're in like the last place in all offensive categories. You got to overhaul the whole team. Dude, last, last week I was like, man, I got
1: 72 points. I woke up this morning, I had 56. You're going the wrong way.
2: <laughs> That's really bad in That's rotisserie, really too. Bad. <laughs> if you look at Patrick's standings, it's like 1-1-1-1-1. Quality
1: starts eight. And you're like, yeah,
2: baby. <laughs> but even your pitching's not good this year, which is normally the strongest. I know, dude. I suck, man. I suck super bad. Ugly dugly Well, we got a lot to
1: get to tonight. Uh, you can find us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at Mike Lynch27. You can find me on Instagram at PDD085. And our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fish III, he's on the Twitter and Instagram at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H-503-250-1080. That bad boy is the text line. That'll let you interact with us throughout the entire show. Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4, as it always does, as we pay homage to a fallen member of our community. Uh, make sure to tune in that, especially because it has a very important message. Get that wherever you get your podcasts, including 1080 The Fan and Odyssey app. When we come back, jerk-on-jerk uh, jerk crimes, is that the best way to uh, no. to relate to this? I got nervous with what you were saying there. <laughs> That's quite the tease. <laughs> uh, as two players get into it, and there's a lot to uh, unload from this as we get into some action that happened over <laughs> the sorry. weekend.
2: I'm sorry. Jerk-on-jerk jerk crime and unload from?
1: Just here, man
2: just gave me the goosies come just, on i'm
1: just here for the people so we'll get in, we'll get into uh, Josh Donaldson versus Tim Anderson next this is the hot corner 1080 the fan
0: this is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 the fan Uh, Some fun stuff to
1: get into uh, as the show progresses. We got, uh, they put out the list of, uh, we're we're not big list radio guys, but this I thought would be fun. Uh, The list of the most hated MLB players based on tweets in 2022. Ooh, that is very interesting. Uh, Fair or foul at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour, as we always do. Uh, But uh, here we are, live from the poop-filled Willamette, as the Yankees just closed out the Orioles. And uh, I know we were going to, we we can continue with this, but let's, let's spend a little, Mike, you said this to me before we went on the show. The Orioles are a tough
0: out. Yeah.
2: There, you said the word squirrely. Yeah. They are squirrely. They are much improved from the team we've seen in the last few years. Some of that is the same guys we've been watching for the last few years have started to hit their stride a bit more. I think Austin Hayes is having his, his first true potential breakout season here. Listen to the top of their their order. Top six guys in their order. You go Cedric Mullins leading off, Trey Mancini 2, Anthony Santander 3, Austin Hayes 4, Ryan Mountcastle 5, and now Adley Rutschman 6, who we should talk about today, by the way. Yeah, we'll do it right now. Um, that's a really solid top six of the lineup. They're pitching way better than they have in the last few years. They've got a couple of starters who are pitching well. Who's the guy who started today? Tyler Wells. Yeah, he threw five innings, gave up two runs. He's, yeah, he's got good stuff. He's Not like six, eight too. Um, their bullpen's much better. They've got trustworthy guys in the pen. They have a former starter. Uh, Joe, is it Pablo Lopez, the guy who's your closer right now, who used to be a starter? Oh, or boy. Or Jorge Lopez, Jorge Lopez, right? I believe so. Pablo's on the Marlins. Um He's been really good. They've got this Bautista guy who throws 100 miles an hour who's been good. They're just a better team. Now, it's probably not going to show in the record, and they're going to have to play 19 times four against the Rays, Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Yankees. So it's not going to help them. But if you've watched the Orioles at all this year, you'll see them play closer games. I believe they walked off the Rays a couple of times when they played Tampa last week. They've taken games from the Yankees. They took two or three from them earlier in the year. I don't think they've played Boston more than once yet. I haven't seen anything about that. But um, they're just a better team, and there's still like three guys coming up in Grayson Rodriguez, the starter, and they've got DL Hall. The he's a pit. He's a hitter, right? And then they've got another pitcher. pitcher. I don't know his name. DL oh, Hall is a pitcher. They got another player who's also a top prospect. I don't know his name. Who's going to be called up soon? with rutschman like all of a sudden all of this being bad to get good players it's coming to fruition it's working and i think i think if you're an orioles fan or if you're orioles management take
1: your time all right everybody of everybody (laughs) everybody in front of you is going for it right now you know don't play the arms race i i hear what you're saying as far as taking your time but i think uh basically 400 lost seasons in a row um I don't know what that means. Taking your time because I feel like that's taking a lot of time. Well, I, I yeah. a lot of L's I, I hear, there, Patrick. I hear what I hear what you're saying, but in this incarnation of the rebuild, you have time. The Red Sox are in for a rude awakening. Um, Tampa outside of Wander Franco and a couple pitchers don't have a whole lot in the system.
2: I mean, but yeah, they are still the Rays.
1: Yes. Um, nobody's getting paid on the Blue Jays yet. So that's gonna be interesting when that I mean, I think Springer and Hyun Jun Ryu are the only guys getting paid on that roster right now. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna that's gonna create some sort of situation.
2: And the Red Sox are, as of right now, not paying Bogarts or Devers. And those guys are probably gonna walk. I mean, at least maybe Bogarts. Well, so we'll, we'll see. But I mean, we'll see. Yeah. As of right now, they are not really openly talking with them about it.
1: And, you know, the Yankees are the Yankees, so you'll have to contend with that. But I mean, like. You know, I know I do hear in, you. Yeah, it's in that a, window it's a of four of 5 years of a of of a rebuild. You you'd say what the Orioles are probably in
2: year 2 of a true rebuild? I mean, no. No, they No, 2019 I probably. I want to say I want to say 17 is when they traded everybody away. Okay, so year five, 5 of, of the rebuild. Okay, but it takes time to develop guys in the minors and such and yeah. such. I think this is year 1. Of seeing the fruition of ah, the rebuild. There you go. I like I like that. So that's not, maybe what I'm alluding. They're not to. rebuilding anymore. They are now. They should now be out of the rebuild, and now they're in the process of evaluating talent, getting to a point of competitiveness. And if you watch the Orioles this year, they're dang competitive. I mean, they were a joke for years, where it was generally speaking easy wins. You didn't have to worry too much mm-hmm. about it. At least you're going to take two or three. Maybe they steal a game here or there. Whatever. Now it's every time. And the Yankees have played them, I think, 13 times already. Like they've gotten a lot of Orioles games out of the way. And I think they're 10 and three or nine and four or something in those games. They played well, but every one of those games, except for one, the O's have been close or tied late or they've made a comeback or they're they're scrappier. They don't give up as easy. And even the guys at the bottom of the order that you wouldn't think would be exciting are contributing. Yeah. like, there's uh, Luis Urias is there. Well, that's the that's the Brewers guy. They have an Urias there who's been pretty good. Um, they have a couple old prospects for the Yankees, actually, who are getting playing time now. And Jorge Mateo at short. And they have Ryan McKenna in the outfield who are contributing in in small ways. They're not great players, but they're contributing. And, you know, they, they got a leader in Odor. Odor's yeah. a good clubhouse guy. Yeah, he had a walk-off the other night. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's just a much better team. And I'm happy that they've kept with their manager, uh, Brandon Hyde, because they hired him to be the rebuild guy, and now that it's starting to come out of it, give him a chance to actually be a real manager. You
1: know, definitely. I hate when they do that when it's like, have the guy do all the dirty work and then bring in old man Dust Baker. Yep. You know, or or although some... maybe the Mariners should have brought in somebody to replace <laughs> Scott Service. Huh? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, so that'll be that'll be good, and I and I think they're embracing. What the future is, and that has everything to do with the call up for Adley Rutschman, uh, number one prospect in baseball. Obviously, resonates big here in the Northwest as he's an Oregon State guy. Um, to see in 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 an era of baseball unlike any other, where young hot shot prospects are more desirable, unseen to the public eye than they've ever been. I thought they nailed his call up, and him standing there taking a moment to welcome to the show uh, just to gives you them warm, tingly baseball feelings.
2: Yeah. I can't, I don't, I'm assuming it's the Oregon connection means from Sherwood went to Oregon state. (laughs) I watched every single one of his at bats in that first game. They weren't playing my team, but I had my phone open and I was watching the box score. And anytime Rutschman was due up, I would flip on MLB TV and I would watch his at bats. And He's not doing great to start. Right? Sure. He's hitting, like, 200. It's tough yeah. to come up with the majors. Two for four, right? four today. Yeah, a couple of singles. But um, it's, for whatever reason, I've become kind of attached to him. Yeah. And i assuming it's because he's from here. But even though he's playing on a team that's a, a, a rival, quote-unquote, in my favorite team's division, I want that dude to succeed so bad. And I loved – the appreciation he showed for the sport and for the call-up like you're talking about. I love the video that the Orioles posted of the AAA manager giving him the call that he got up and they kind of, they kind of like slow play him a little bit and they're like, Oh, you know, just give him a day off today and just keep being you. And even when you go to Camden yards and then the teammates come running in and are jumping around (laughs) like crazy. Uh, I just, I, I really hope he succeeds because he seems like, a guy who will appreciate the success. One and, of the good guys. do it well, yeah. And, I, I mean, I'm,
1: I'm curious because I'm always curious about number one prospects. Uh, when you become the number one prospect in Major League Baseball, I have to believe these guys know what they're talking about. Yeah. And so I'm very, very curious. You know, it's like Bryce, you know, never, you know, wasn't ever going to play for my team. Didn't come from my city or my my neighborhood. But it's like, all right, all right. Who is this kid? You know LeBron, same way with a LeBron, like okay. Who is this kid? Can I actually see it? And so far we're good. I'm I'm curious. I'd like to watch more of him behind the dish.
2: Has anybody seen him as yeah. a, as a game caller? Um well, he had an uh, he had a throwing error today on a stolen base he threw the center field. I'm not too worried about that. Um in terms of game calling, it's tough to know Watching it just from a regular broadcast, like how much is being fed to him from the dugout or how much he's doing himself. But I mean, he's doing doing fine. OK, I mean, uh, so far, so good. I haven't seen any sort of like crazy great or bad defensive errors on blocks or framing or anything like that. He seems to be a pretty good framer. So that's good. Um, yeah, I, I they say he's a great catcher. OK, they say he's essentially the modern day Buster Posey. And how he was regarded as a prospect. So that's a, hell of, that's a hell of a comparison. That would be elite defensive catcher as well as a really good hitter. I mean, Buster's caught what? Two no's and a perfect? Yeah. And he was like a three hundred two ninety hitter, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of who they're comparing him to. And, yeah, so, so far so good. The thing I will say, and this is something you can tell right away, and you can use Jared Kelnick as a great example as a counter for this. He looks comfortable at the plate. Jared Kelnick has never not, not once looked comfortable.
1: I mean, in the year, swinging out of the shoes Yeah, and in the year and a half. Kelnick's been up. I mean, we've seen a swing change four times. Yep. Yeah. I Meanwhile,
2: Julio has looked comfortable the entire time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adley's first six games now, if that's what it is, or five games, all the at-bats I've seen, he's poised. He has really good at-bats. He's not swinging at bad pitches too often. Um, he's going the opposite way. He is taking pitches on the edge of the zone and getting the calls. He just seems like a solid, well-rounded hitter, like we saw him be at Oregon State. So Trout was the same way. Harper was the same way. Soto was the same way. Well, Trout was not fully the same way. Trout hit terrible his first time up. Remember? And then they sent him back down. His second time up, he was <laughs> uh, amazing. I think he hit like one ninety in his rookie year. Um, but yeah, I mean, Harper was good right away. You can tell there's a there's an there's a vibe to it. Tatis was good right away, although he's a bit more aggressive than than like Adley is. Right. Adley is like the prototypical hitter you love on your team where he puts in good at-bats every time and he's not going to strike out a ton and he's just going to do something that helps the team a large percentage of the time. The Michael Brantley. It does feel like that a little <laughs> bit. It does. Just is really solid at-bats.
1: All right, when we come back, I do want to get into this Donaldson-Anderson thing and we'll do that next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports.
0: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 734
1: here, Portland sports leader. Don't you forget it. As Joe said, Boston's up 69-58 in the Eastern Conference Finals Game 5, which usually dictates where that bad boy is going to go.
2: Great tweet from Tom Haberstrow here. The Miami Heat are 5 of 35 from downtown. That's not good, Bob. No team has ever shot this poorly on this many three-point attempts in a playoff game ever.
1: Wow! It's not even about n one. It's just ever. Ever. It just means you suck
2: at shooting the ball.
1: Well, I mean, are the Heat big three-point shooters? Apparently, I mean, I know. The,
2: apparently,
1: yes. I mean, I know the league is a big three-point, but the Heat don't strike me as big three-point shooters outside of like Tyler Hero. Jimmy's a mid-range old-school
2: player. Yeah, but Jimmy's—they're pushing him to shoot more threes. Uh, they've got a couple of good three-point shooters. In, Why, he should just run down the lane and tank people. In, in and Struess uh, And Duncan Robinson's playing today.
1: Oh, God. No wonder they're losing by 11. <laughs> he hasn't played a lot this year. I can play better defense than that guy. Okay, we're good. Sorry. Um, some interesting drama over the weekend uh, involving a white guy and a black guy in racial undertones. Stop me if you've heard this before in baseball. Uh, but Josh Donaldson known douche known huge douche yeah uh gotten got himself into uh yet again another
2: altercation with uh in my opinion a secret douche in Tim Anderson yes uh they are both certainly douches for different reasons very different reasons uh although they share a cocky arrogance in the way they carry themselves that could certainly pair them together as as buddies or brothers um yeah i think tim anderson's a little more like, fun in that cocky way. He also
1: is, like,
2: a couple-time yeah. batting champ. I know yep.
1: Donaldson's an MVP, but that seems like eons ago. Yeah,
2: Donaldson's more like, protect the game, and Anderson's more like, I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. And it can which be fun. I think,
1: which I think we all are leaning more towards that new-age player 100%. of, percent Let me be me and let me do my thing, which Tim Anderson has always been. We'll never forget uh, the Field of Dreams game when Giancarlo and Judge went back-to-back, back and it was like, whoa. And if you weren't paying attention, you would think the Yankees won that game. But they didn't because Tim Anderson walked him off.
2: And then did some crazy, like, throat slashing stuff yeah. up and down the lines. Right. And then had a, had a really fun jump into the mm-hmm. Gatorade cooler bath at the end of the game. That was an amazing game. Yeah, that man. was a great game. Like, everything about it was sensational. It was super I will never forget watching that game. Yeah. So he gets a little bit of a
1: pass. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like why I hate Bryce Harper, but why I love... Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, that guy's fun and flashy.
2: Yeah. So, this is something that has been brewing for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donaldson, they have a history. They yes. have a history. Donaldson formerly played for the Twins in the same division as the White Sox, which means they saw each other 19 times every year. Um, I guess back in 2019, Tim Anderson was in an article about himself being quoted. And he said that he felt like the modern day Jackie Robinson, which can be taken a myriad of different ways, which I think at the time I even thought like, dude, you shouldn't say that. Like, I I would agree.
1: I would agree. But I think I think you're not breaking color barriers. Yeah. But I think what he was getting at is that outside of like Dominican and Latin born players, there are not a ton of american black athletes True. in major league baseball Yeah, who the hell is adam jones <laughs> and so i think he was trying to liken himself as being the poster child for black children in america to play baseball which i'm not gonna I, i'm gonna i'm gonna support you for that yeah that's fine although jackie went through yeah, a, a, a say,
2: little, a, a little more than you did saying you're jackie robinson to me just kind of screams classless a little bit.
1: Jackie's also a hall of famer. And Tim, I I, I don't know if you're a Hall of famer.
2: Yeah. Like I, you can compare yourself to whoever you want, but I feel like there are limits on like the accept, acceptability of the people you compare yourself to. Right. And like, yeah, there are certainly reasons that you would say you're like Jackie Robinson, but maybe don't say that. That's a little (laughs) bit, a little bit weird. Um, So I guess in 2019, when he did this, maybe it was the year after Donaldson started being a douche and like goading him with calling him Jackie, like, which might've been a worse decision than calling yourself Jackie. For sure. Um, basically I, the way Donaldson explained it and you can take it with a grain of salt because he's trying to protect himself, um, was that he did it playfully like in his mind, mm-hmm. like, Oh, like Tim Anderson grounds out and he, you know, Whatever happens in Donaldson's ear goes. Ah, great, great bat, great at bat there, Jackie. Like, don't call yourself that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how Donaldson explained it. Right. Meanwhile, Tim Anderson and the White Sox teammates took it as racism, and so this has been brewing for a couple of years. Uh, the White Sox have already played all their their all their games. There are two series against the Yankees this year. They played them in the same week. The first series, there's a play at third, a throwback from the catcher. And Anderson slides in safely, and Donaldson pushes him off the base, and then it begins a little pushing match. And then the bench is cleared, and there's yelling back and forth. And Donaldson almost immediately was like, "My bad, my bad, my bad." And then Anderson kept John at him, and then the next game they yelled at each other again. And then the second series, Yasmani Grandal at, at the catcher position, when Donaldson came up to the plate, got into his face and started screaming at him about what had happened mm-hmm. and probably what he had said years ago. Sure. And that and another bench is clearing thing, lots of pushing and shoving. And that's where all the information came out. They right. were asked about it. They revealed what he said. Donaldson admitted to what he said. Major league baseball looked into it. They gave him a one game suspension for quote inappropriate comments. And he's appealing. So at this point, that's the end of it. They're not going to play each other again this year, unless it's in the playoffs and the way the white Sox are playing, they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, so for now it's done, but that has been the drama of the week. I I know. And I'm, and I'm always interested because
1: it's always funny when the man, when the managers step in, Aaron Boone came out and said something along the lines of that's not appropriate. And you shouldn't say things like that.
2: He basically said, Josh told us what he meant, but I still don't think he should have went there. Right. And then you're kind of like, Nice
1: job, Boone. I mean. Judge did the same thing. I know. Nice job, Boone. Go on the right road. But you're kind of, you know, not super sticking up for your player. Not that you should when there's alleged racism. And then my favorite was Tony La Russa, (laughs) who was like, yeah, he should keep his mouth shut about things like that. That's all I got to say about that. And I was like, bro, you are like on the record as like being a racist. You are like (laughs) the most racist man in baseball. Yeah, dude. Like Tim Anderson said when you got hired, he didn't want to play for
2: you. Nobody (laughs) believes you right now. Nobody believes you.
1: But so that that being aside, uh, I I I have to you know if you got to pick a side, I definitely side with Tim Anderson in this. You just don't you just don't say things like that, huh? You just especially in today's age where everything's mic'd up and there's a spotlight on how we treat each other as there should be. You just kind of keep those things out of your mouth. However, I would pay good money to watch these two fight. <laughs> I think it would be a fantastic fight.
2: No, I think Tim Anderson will mop the floor with Donaldson. Because I think Donaldson's
1: like, I feel like Donaldson has that like scary rage to him. And Anderson's like the more trained
2: physique, physical guy. I kind of, uh, this is just from the first two months and, you know, he's on my team. So I've been trying to give him a chance as much as I've always hated Donaldson. Right. You know, you're, you're rooting for him to do well. I think he's like more fake tough guy than real tough guy.
1: Oh, I mean, how many baseball guys are fake tough guys instead think, of real tough guys? I don't, don't guys? think Tim
2: Anderson's fake tough guy. I don't think he is either. I think if there's a fight, Tim Anderson's whooping some Donaldson ass. <laughs> and I don't think it's going to be that close. Uh, as, for, by as the way, we read his lips when Donaldson and Grandal got into
1: it uh, at the plate and then things cleared. And Tim Anderson came running up and they finally got separated. he's walking back and he says something like, bleep you, I will bleep in bleep you up he says i will bleep you up and i was like i believe that
2: yeah <laughs> i when you say that he also said i believe that he also said like get your bitch ass back in the box get your <laughs> bitch ass back in the box like screaming at him like, keep my wife's name out of your mouth right. so my my take on this officially is i don't think it's racist what he said however if he took it as racism then that should be all that matters like i don't think donaldson said it with racist intentions But I believe that if you feel it is that way and you took it that way, then you should have a right to be upset about it and, and react the way that you did because that saying Jackie based on the article is not a racist thing just because he's a black player. You can saying Jackie doesn't make it racist in my opinion. However, if that's how it was received, then I'm fully on Tim Anderson's side and Donaldson did apologize sort of I apologize if you were offended. It was one of those. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I side with Tim Anderson on this one because Donaldson's being a douche and an idiot.
1: I think when it comes to that stuff, you either expose yourself. If you're Josh Donaldson, you say that. You either expose yourself as one of two things and neither are a good thing. Yeah. You either expose yourself as a racist or you expose yourself as ignorant. Yep. And I think both of those are equally dangerous. In fact, I think the ignorance is a little more dangerous.
2: At least if you're ignorant, you can learn.
1: Yes, Yes.
2: If you're a racist, you don't want to
1: learn. That is that is also true. I do wish they were playing more. I like drama in baseball. I like yeah. I like feuds between players. Um, I don't like racial feuds between players, uh, but I like feuds between players. I mean, one of the greatest things I ever saw in my life was you know, O'Dor hitting Bautista in the face. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Like that is awesome. I even texted you on Saturday. I was like, can these guys just fight already? Hit somebody. <laughs> uh,
2: no, no, no. Let's correct this. It was the morning of Patrick's wedding. (laughs) I was watching the game. And he texted me about the Yankees-White Sox game (laughs) on MLB Network. I said, can somebody hit somebody already? And then you texted me again an hour and a half later, because I wasn't even watching the game anymore. You were (laughs) still watching the game. We were talking about Yankees teams in the 90s, and we couldn't remember
1: who played left field. Well, I told you. Thank you. Do you remember? Uh, Stiddle. No, no, I don't remember the right letter though. Shane Spencer, Shane Spencer, Ricky Laday, Ricky Laday. That's who I was Chad Curtis, Daryl Strawberry. Not a little bit. Not in those years. David Justice. Uh, That might've been a little later than that, but yeah. Anyway, moral of the story is don't be a racist and probably don't fight Tim Anderson. That guy might, that guy might whoop you. Yeah, I think he would. All right, speaking of uh, hated players, Mike, do you want to know who the most hated player is in Major League Baseball according to Twitter so far in 2022?
2: Yes, I would like to know. All right,
1: we'll tell you that next. This is the Hot Corner, 10 A of the Fan.
0: By this Martina. is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
1: Coming up in the second hour, we'll touch back in on the Mariners as their uh, collapse continues, as they are currently in last place in the American League West. Fair fouled at the bottom of the hour, but this just came across. I saw this on Reddit today. This comes from Bet Online. Uh, the based on negative tweets since opening day, for example, I hate Bryce Harper. Uh, these are the 2022 most hated MLB players. They gave us a list of 30. Wow, and it's just based on tweets. Just based on tweets. Okay. Um, because everything lives and dies on Twitter. Uh, Mike, would you care to guess who's number one? Okay, I was going to so... say
2: it's a cesspool
1: also, so your sample size is very, yes. very large. Yeah, but one would argue a good sample size, for it is a cesspool. Probably, yes. Like, if you roll
2: in S all day, you know a lot about S. Yes, indeed. So my my guess on this is less like players who are hated by a lot of people and more a large fan base that is hating one of their own players a lot. I think that is fair. I think there's a little column A, column B. Um, For example, I feel like, and it's now going to be gone, but I feel like the hate for Trevor Story from Boston fans must have been at an all-time high for the first month and a half of the season. Uh he is I'm just gonna say now don't 27th on the list.
1: Don't look up any stats of his, please.
2: (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh he is twenty-seventh on the list. Out of how many? Thirty. Okay. So he is on the list. Okay. Um who's having a really I wonder if it's a mariner. Jared Kelnick, <laughs> Kelnick is not on the list. There's There's not is enough Mariner the, there is a
1: Mariner, but he's a little he's a little further down the list of like all the players. What, I, K- what I find <laughs> interesting is the number one player on this list is not having a bad season. Oh, okay. At least I, if if my memory serves me, I've seen his stats. He's having a pretty solid
2: year. Uh, just tell. I don't know. It is Manny Machado. Dude's the MVP right now. Right. Having a pretty good season. Have you really? Manny Machado is hitting like 375. So maybe I hate Manny Machado comes from everyone that aren't Padres fans. Yeah, every team they're <laughs> playing and Machado single-handedly winning the game for the pods. And then a bunch of people at the top of
1: this list are pretty pretty self-explanatory. Number two is Jose Altuve. Number three is Bryce Harper. Number four is Max Scherzer. Five is Carlos Correa. Six is Trevor Bauer. Seven is Eraldus Chapman. Then you get into some weird ones here. Mike Trout. Ronald Acuna Jr. Okay, Jacob Degrom.
2: Okay, well, I guess the Acuna and Trout like they're good players, killing your team, so you can you'll be like, man, sure. I can't stand Mike Trout. Degrom hasn't pitched a single inning in baseball this year. They hate Degrom because he's always hurt.
1: So Mets fans are now super mad at their best player. Um, and then then rears Josh Donaldson's ugly head. There it is. Probably took a big surge over the weekend. Um, but some, under, some other ones that are interesting, uh, Odubal Herrera for the Phillies Ooh, in the top a, 20.
2: That's a great random one, which means NL East teams and Philly fans hate him. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, and, you
1: know, Aaron Judge is on here, Juan Soto, Shohei, Freeman, yeah, Bregman. So es-
2: essentially, it's good players and then a couple of struggling people who you thought were going to be good. Uh, and then rears Jesse Winker's head. Uh, he has been terrible. He has been really bad.
1: Um, Mookie Betts, Stanton, Vladdy Jr. Okay, whatever. Uh Here comes Javi Baez. Still?
2: I mean, I guess he's
1: pretty... <laughs> I mean, he's, like, disappeared. He plays in Detroit, and he swings out. He swings a lot. If you're a Detroit fan, are you, like, really mad that Javi Baez sucks? Your team sucks. I cannot believe it's Manny Machado. Right? Well, it's because he's killing everybody. But,
2: like, okay, real talk. Maybe it's, maybe it's the NL West thing, and, and that, that would explain it, but... Ever since he signed the deal, I feel like he's vanished off the face of baseball people's minds. Right. That off the face of their minds. <laughs> vanished from their collective thoughts. Consider myself, myself, myself. The luckiest. Man, 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 man. On the face of my mind. <laughs> um, but like he nobody cares about Manny Machado now that he went to San Diego except for Padres fans. Right. And he's been. Fine. He he's hasn't fine. Really lived up to the contract until this year, but he's been good. He's been good. Good clubhouse guy. I did, I, that is a really out of left field one for
1: me. Maybe that just cements the fact that he should be the MVP of baseball.
2: Well, as of right now, as of right now, he is
1: very good. Uh, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole finished off the list. Um, those guys are easy to hate.
2: Almost every name you mention, I'm like, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes or there are top tier players who fans of other teams are hating. Like, who hates Shohei Ohtani? I don't know. Maybe maybe Astro fans. (laughs) You know, I'm like... They were for cheaters. I'm like, like,
1: damn it. Shohei just hit a 500-foot bomb off my pitcher. This sucks, but he doesn't. You (laughs) know, like, that's my reaction. I think it's like a... Juan Soto, the Nationals suck, but he doesn't.
2: I think there's a difference between baseball fan and single-team fan. Like, baseball fan... Cannot believe this guy is killing us again, but boy, he's a good player. You used to like, always
1: say that about Verlander. Like, God I, I hate him, but he's so good. I hate
2: Rafael Devers, but he's great, right? Um, but like a Yankee fan that doesn't care about baseball, mm-hmm. just watches the Yankees, I hate Rafael. Justin Devers.
1: Tucker was on that list, or Kyle Tucker from the Astros. Mm. I can't.
2: Well, he has a really douchey face. But who hates Kyle Tucker? He's like the sixth best player on that team. Have you? I mean, have you seen the way he looks? Oh, I know, But like, he looks like an a hole. But like, who, who's fighting for the
1: cause of somebody who saw somebody who's like the sixth best player on a decent team?
2: Well, don't t- say that to Joe. Kyle Tucker is his MLB the Show teammate. He's a ninety nine rating in two thousand twenty six. Really? Yeah, just raking. Uh, I believe uh, him and Soto are uh, fighting for that MVP honor. <laughs> wow.
1: I do like this text, 503-250-1080. So these people just hate baseball. <laughs> yeah. Basically.
2: So that, that's, to Mike's that's, point. That's what that led me to that thought of they, they don't hate baseball. They only root for their team. So when they see Shohei Ohtani hit homers against them three straight days and then a month later they come back and he hits another one, I hate Shohei Ohtani
1: <laughs> because you, you don't care mad. about baseball.
2: I'm mad. Shohei
1: Ohtani, I'm mad. Uh, we're going to think about this in the break. When we come back, we'll start at the 8 o'clock hour. hour. Who do you hate the most in baseball, Mike? Mm. I need valid reasons, too.
2: Joe, Mm. you as well. I need valid reasons from you, Mr. Uh, Wishy-washy over there. So Bryce Harper's kind of good now. He's cocky or arrogant, or he's flashy and
1: exciting. (laughs) Electrifying. (laughs) So we'll do that when we come back. Second hour, don't go anywhere. The hot corner today, The Finn.